November 17, 2022. It's the Watt from Pedro Show.
For Pedro show, happy Thursday, brother Matt. Yes, we're it's back. Been a little while. Yeah, happy it's to been be a here. While. And it's been a little while since we've had live guests. Exciting. At the Love Grotto. Exciting right? day. Most of the guest rock has been via the Skype. Yeah, yeah. The iPad, and virtual voice, and mm. disembodied voice. <laughs> we actually have a voice with a body here. Mm. Uh, Start off the show, Tommy Flanagan with John Coltrane. This is John, Col- John Coltrane playing on Tommy Flanagan's record. Everybody knows he did the killer song, <laughs> Giant Steps. It took him 13 years in his mind to get right. But I, you know, there's a, there's a, Miles, the last time he was in the studio with John Coltrane, there's only two songs, because he replaced it with Hank Mobley. And like, Hank's, I mean, this is during the fucking take. It's in the uh, Eric Niesenson book. During the take, you can hear Hank kind of stumbling through the chords, the changes. And John Coltrane's got the mouthpiece putting it all together. Miles gets done with his solo, right? And Hank's stumbling along. So Miles come, uh, talks to Joe Coltrane, shows him the music. Right, shows him these. This is what tapes rolling. Mm-hmm. Shit, Hank stumbling through. So Miles takes back the solo, and there's John Coltrane's turn to solo, and it's like fucking like whoa. And there's another tune on there called Tail for the producer band that was always with Miles. But those are the last two times. Yeah, the guy comes in during the take, mm-hmm. gets it in there, rolls the chords off, and nothing gets Hank Mobley. In fact, he made a trippy. Tenor Man, uh, no, Tenor Madness is the only Sonny Rollins record he did, but he did one with Hank Mobley, but then the other two cats were real square. Uh, Al Kahn, and, uh, fuck, I can't remember, but it's trippy about those days and those guys doing sessions like that. Oh, yeah, we should do yeah, who yeah, is this yeah. guy? And then you heard after Tommy <laughs> Flanagan and John Coltrane doing Minor Mishap. It was Everyone We Go, the title song of the new album that comes out tomorrow. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. Well, go board, Mike. 
Thanks for having Hate me. To yeah, nice to have you here. Yeah. Was it one year ago we recorded? Almost exactly. Yep. This is Big Ego Studio in uh, North Long Beach, Kushlarp. It was, uh, yeah, one day in November around Thanksgiving, yeah. just before. And uh, second time I got to record with Jim Kelter. Me too. And along with you. Awesome. How did that come together? Let Mike tell you. <laughs> well, uh, how did it come together? You know, the original one we did, Wall of Flowers, uh, which, man, we recorded five years ago, 2017. Uh, our friend Chris Schlarb, he asked me if I wanted to make a record for his new label. And I said, I would like to do that, but I'd like to do something I've never done before, which is to try to record an album of really good music with people I'd never met. I think it's probably really easy to make an album of uh, questionable quality with people you've never met, but I thought it'd be really difficult to do it with people you've never met. So I wanted to try this idea. Um, and uh, he said, well, who would I like to play with? And uh, I thought, pretty obviously, Jim Keltner and Mike Watt would sound pretty amazing together. And bizarrely, no one had ever thought to do this before. In my mind, it seemed like pretty obvious. <laughs> uh, so anyways, we talked about it for a while, and uh, Chris got the stars to align um, for a day of recording. I think it was in June, May or June 2017. Yeah. And we did a day that turned into the Wall of Flowers record. And that was a lot of fun. And uh, our band, Main Steam Stop Valve, comes out of that when uh, Jim uh, didn't want to travel for gigs. So uh, I was... Was it before? Because I did a, a tour opening for the Meat Puppets with John and Terry show. So is it before I left in the, it was the spring of 2007? You were in China, I remember. March. Yeah, and you would but, come but back. Then coming in at the end of May, April. So it was in between the China and the US. Okay, so maybe April then. Yeah, interesting. Because I was with Missing Men. Okay. Both of them with Tom Watson, but Raul just had Soph. Oh, that's right. I remember. So, right, so right. Jared, Jared come in and... I remember well, so, so Hodges came in after then, huh? Well, Hodges is, Hodges is the way we're going to try and tour this Wildflowers mm. because we get this record done, and Mr. Keltner's beyond the touring stage. Mm. He's more recording tied up like those boats in New Orleans mm -hmm. right the gambling casinos they uh, can't be on the land uh, but like they're totally tied loophole <laughs> Natchez it's all them towns uh, up there are like that yeah, you can gamble here because you're not on the land right, right. right. river boat that never goes <laughs> it's parked on the river uh, and, and St. So, Louis too so it was a practical thing I had found out that Hodge was being used by a lot by Chris Schlarp. Mm, that's and, right. Uh, at the time, he was still working with Mavis Staple. I know Hodge from being on the first opera yeah. with Nels Klein. Mm. When I found out about that with the Chris, because that was my connect with Mike Bugetta as Chris Schlarp. Mm. So I thought if the conduit's running that way with Hodge, maybe it'd be work out for that. And uh -huh. so we ended up doing a tour of that. And some of the songs were Wall of Flower songs. Mm. And some were, some were, there was a couple parts from the first opera. Yeah, some were not. That's one yeah. reason why Mike kind of wanted me with Jim, I mean, Jim Keller wasn't on the first opera, mm -hmm. but I was. So, yeah, it's kind of weird. But the, the, the personas overlapped without actually engaging. And he, uh, music's a great excuse for people to come together. Yeah, the story of all this stuff is really interesting to think about, too, because, like he mentions engine room record and that was a really big thing for me when i was trying to figure out like what music was all about and how do you make music without having to fit into a little box and but how do you keep your personalities intact while you do all these things that you're informed with in your life so that 
that record was big and it's just so like bizarre to think back of like how all this stuff kind of ended up connecting in a way um you know but but that was the deal with that uh but to fast forward to this record um before i forget about it uh there was leftover eh, not leftover but there was more material from that wall of flowers record we see we had improvised for like three hours that day and we had all these all this improvised music and so when lockdown happened i went back because i had been thinking about this i was like i bet there's another album worth of material and all this stuff because i'd used some of it for wall of flowers but i just took the first two chunks turned it into songs i transcribed everything that uh, mike and jim had played all the notes and stuff and i found things that sounded good and i recomposed new material to that to make it kind of fit together like to orchestrate it a little bit like pieces so people wouldn't be able to tell if it was composed or improvised and so i just took the first two chunks and i was like well there's another 90 minutes of this you know so i went and that was one of my lockdown projects i went and i spliced it up and i transcribed everything and i wrote all this new music and i put these overdubs on it and i sent it to uh to chris and uh I think I maybe had sent it to you too, Watt, but uh, Chris, yeah. Chris was like, yeah, this is great. Sounds good. I liked it too. Yeah, so we did the work to get it ready. And then, um, oh, and you know, I had sent it, some of it to Jim too. And, and I think he, he was like, oh, yeah, it sounds, sounds pretty good so far. And then we pretty much got it ready. And then I think uh, Jim heard it again, like in its later state. And uh, what he told Chris, this is secondhand information to me, but I think what he told Chris was like, everything sounds really good. But if we want to do another record, why don't we just do something fresh? So that it sounds the way we sound now, yeah. So I gave you. Uh, the Rudy's boy. I gave you cuts to. Oh no! Oh no! Kidding. Okay. Yeah. Oh, right on. Nick's dad's in the house. Yeah. Okay. I meet you all over again. <laughs> yeah. 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 I gave him uh, digestive pills on that tour. Oh my to help God. his stomach because <laughs> I have stomach stuff too not to air it all on the show but <laughs> teamwork so, so that's where I first heard it but yeah so yeah so I cut it up but I don't think I recorded it uh-huh. yeah and so at that point I figured well if Jim wants to do another record who am I to say no and so we figured out a time we could meet uh, and we did another day at Big Ego and so all the material on this record is from that so there's still all this other stuff that's mm-hmm. like just filed away somewhere but but I was really uh, thankful for the I don't opportunity. Think there's a lot of extra stuff from the second one, though, right? No. Yeah. No, this is pretty much pretty much it. We never played with each other. No. Well, it seemed like it sure did work well. Yeah, <laughs> it, it did. It did. And then We're also here talking the other about thing it. that that half ass in the meantime to do the tour, mm-hmm. that's what becomes MSV. Mm-hmm. MSSV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seemed like you guys were sure having fun. Yeah. Um, so Hodge, pitching. he comes in and makes it a whole other trio out of it. And then because of the situation with the COVID-19, we end up making, I think, three seven-inches. Yeah, three seven-inches. Yeah, it was the first gig that got canceled and at COVID. Was, uh, one of them was going to see you guys one. down in Sardine. That's right. right. Yep. Yeah, postponed. One of them was a double one. So we ended up getting a bunch of recordings out of that. And we got the shit together for the album, which is going to be the second MSG. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that comes out in the fall, next fall. Yeah, yep. I didn't want to compete. Uh, you know, with that. Well, part of the problem is uh, part of the problem for me. I don't think it's really actually a problem, but in my mind, it's a huge problem. Is when we did the first Wall of Flowers tour, everybody was kind of talking to Hodge like, "Oh, what's it like to sub for Jim Keltner?" 
And oh, I, yeah, like it didn't have its own identity. Yeah, I guess in a way that is kind of what it was. But I, I just really hate this idea of like yeah. replacements or mm-hmm. subs. Yeah, when like right. every the whole thing, the whole reason you will ask somebody to play with you is because you like the way that they play. He's totally badass on his own. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So it really kind of bugged me. And so making it a different band helped that along. <laughs> but then, of course, we've got the band going and then the second record comes out. And so in my mind, I'm thinking like, oh, man, I don't want to run into this problem again. Hmm. Um, so just sort of splitting it up seemed to work out okay. And also, like, the tour is going to come a year. So it'll be a year mm-hmm. from this release. Mm-hmm. And what we're doing, we're going to do the same thing we did before, which is do a tour of the stuff, then record it. Uh, yeah, then, then so, record yeah. it, then tour. Yeah. Because that's really helped with the second MSSV album. Now, with this Gatta Keltner Watt album, there's no brag. Here, let's play another song. This is not a euphemism.
Watt for Pedro Show. That chunk of music start off. Get a Keller Watt doing this is not a euphemism for the new album. Every when we go, well, it's going to be new tomorrow. It comes out tomorrow, people. Big Ego Records. Red Mass, brand new from them out of Canada with Wonder Secrets of Health and Prosperity. And, uh, they had the people from Slates uh, play alongside them. Alex Klein Ensemble. This is the twin brother of Nels Klein, who's a drummer man. His ensemble doing Audacity. Model Home with False Rain. Carl Stone. Toto. Carl Stone now living in Tokyo. The Hatch. I know Hokkaido, but I think they might be moving to Tokyo. Step in a Rain. And then Baguetta, Keltner, Watt within the center. So, yeah, let's let's talk about these uh, two tunes. This is not a euphemism in, in the center. Or the title tune. Title tune you have, me and Jim Keltner set up this kind of Latin groove, right? Fake rumba. Yeah, it's kind of a rumba. And uh, man alone rumba, though. Cassio, that's girl, that's <laughs> Cassio, play along. Uh, uh, you know, we're known kind of thing after Wall of Flowers. So you set up these other. Also, there's not as much jams, right? There's a couple jams. There's a couple, yeah. yeah that ended up being tunes, mm-hmm. but it was the other way around for Wall of Flowers, mm-hmm. where there's a couple compositions, and most of it's jams. actually jams yeah. that. Turned, turned in. So, yeah, what were you thinking of? Like, this is not a... Well, with instrumental music and titles. Well, you got to call it something. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day? Or At, before you even get started? This one, I think I might have had the... Actually had the title, which is really which bizarre for me, because usually I go like, you know, some I think about the feel of the song, and then I put that word, and then I put... Well, okay, we had hospital song. I wrote it in the hospital. It's a song. There's the title. And I kind of just title all my songs that way, but it's going to be stupid if I just keep making them all that sound. So this one actually had a had a name because I felt like it was kind of this, uh, you know, people have been calling it sort of, the, you know, they put the surf thing on it again, or maybe like Western or Ennio Morricone kind of sound or whatever. And all that stuff I like a lot. But to me, it was just sort of this idea of like, uh, what's kind of a, a way to make a, a song that is um, kind of has a timeless quality to it, but but not really, not really just timeless, but spaceless also. You know, like I think there's qualities to this song that, in a way, make it sound like it's always existed. Well, you that know sounds kind of heavy, but the surf thing. Yeah, I think it the use of space because you don't put a bunch of notes together. Not playing a lot, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that's you cool. Know, it's not whatever fusion. Yeah. Shred, right? You know, so it's got to be the other thing, sir. <laughs> right, we'll get Zicano guys, right? Just get the other stamp. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be something. Right? Get the other stamp. That leads to it. Also, you like reverb. Uh yeah. And so Guilty, yeah. Something about surf and reverb, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know why, because they didn't have a lot of different boxes then. Yeah, I guess it was that. that you had was tremolo on the sounds, amp, right? right? Yeah, your little distortion maybe from the amp. Yeah, I kind of like using what what's around and not going too crazy and paring it down a little. So maybe that's a big part of it. But but you know, you're talking about uh, 
how we made the first one, it was a bunch of jams, and then this one was less jams, but... And this song, this is one of the ones that I wrote. This is a fully written song that I came to the session with thinking about the two of you playing this. Because I remember the first session, the Wall of Flowers session, I had a stack of music. I don't know if you remember. I mean, yeah, I had like no, t- I totally 10, 12 tunes or whatever. And I Some of it was, the first one we tried was so fucking hard because it was switching <laughs> time signatures in a couple bars. But it, it goes to, to this thing of like, working with people you never worked with before. Everybody right. works in different ways. Right, and that's what made... You know, the familiarity I had learned about this. Exactly, Oh, this yeah. is going to have two more bars. Why? Because it just has two more bars. Why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> he weighs a dog lick his balls, right? Because <laughs> he can. <laughs> That's where I got that name for the cuz band. Main inspiration. <laughs> People ask me, why are you making this record with this guy in England? Because. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So you were actually... Because... Some of it I thought was provocation. Like, if I give you these guys this kind of melody thing, what kind of rhythm are they going to give us? But you were actually thinking rhythm you had? I just figured the, the songs I brought, the real, like the fully written songs I brought, Everyone We Go, yeah. Measurable Life, yeah. uh, Fake Break, I just figured it wasn't going to be... I didn't have to come up with anything because you guys were going to come up with the things you come up with. It's yeah. You know what I mean? It's like already... It's already going to happen because you're, we're all there in the room. Uh, and the other stuff I had sort of written not knowing the two of you. And I right, just brought absolutely. it. I thought they'd be fun vehicles or whatever. But when you realize that everybody works in different ways and it's all valid, I mean, that was why we just did those two tunes. We did Hospital Song, Wall of Flowers. And then I said, well, fuck it. Let's just play and see what happens because it's going to be better than anything well, I brought. Uh, Ig on stage would call that an audible. Yeah, it was a big audible, yeah. Audible. Like, you're in the moment. <laughs> yep. So what the fuck with the plan was? Right, Now yeah. we're here, and th- these are the circumstances. Right, and you just kind of throw it in the wind audible, and trust it's going to work out. <laughs> Some that ain't on the fucking set list. <laughs> big time, big time. <laughs> yeah, so uh, this is not a euphemism. That's a jam. Yeah, that's not one of these. Right. But... Obviously, the title came after. Yeah. So now you got to like whatever, taint it, bathe it with a label, with a tag, <laughs> and, which is right away it's a denial. So it's, you're, you're you're assuming somebody's going to make an ass out of you and me. Bingo. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Well, you know, I... The word of euphemism is kind of water closet, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) This house. It's the water closet. (laughs) Right, and that song is what that song is. It's nothing else besides what it is. Right. But, you know, I have a running list of, like, titles because I know I have this problem. So, like, in my little notebook thing... I've just got like 20, 30 little phrases that, oh, it might be a good song title. Oh, wow. So I need one. I go in there. I pluck it out. I put Dudes it on. do that with lyrics. I guess in, I do the same I, thing. I do it with yep. bass licks. Yeah, right, too. I got I that, the voice memos. Yep. Wow. Look, you know what we ain't it's got all in there. enough time in the first hour because yeah. we're done November 17, 2022. <laughs> Dishwap, Pico, so special guest, Mike Pagetta, Brother Rudy. Hold tight for hour two. Yeah. November 17, 2022, it's the second hour of the Waffle Pedro Show.
Oče su u crnoj kutiji, nitko ih ne sluša više. Knjigama na staroj polici, nitko niti prašinu ne briše. Hlače u ormaru hadine, same u mraku vise. Kroz otvoren prozor vjeta, tešku tamnu zavijesu diže.
For Pedro Show, start off the second hour with Begetta, Keltner, Watt, and Yank It Out. Shumsky after that. Yeah, when you had to do that game, uh, I had some guys from Zagreb on. Shum is like Forrest. He's those like Forrest guys. Uh Trippy band, seven-piece band. Been through all down the lines of different musics. They're great. Samoswari. But uh, it would have been bitching if uh, he talked to the homeland. Yeah, yeah. It'll help me get. Tom Bloom, brand new, improvisation number three for guitar and marbles. Mm. Yeah, have you done that yet? Not yet. You used a lot of other shit. After Ray Gun, right? Marbles. Hodge used marbles on my, in the middle of the Liberty Calls. On the fucking top of his kick drum head. Yeah, marbles and water. Uh, fake break. We got a counter and what? The whale has swelled me. This is Henry Kaiser and Rome Yamalov. Uh, I have a Mendoza and Mike Begetta. You just did this last month. Uh, it's part one of your first Street Green Arts for Art. Oh, yeah. October 8th, 2022. And then finally, not enough time. Begetta, Keltner, what? Now, this first one we played, Yank It Out, this is actually a Watt song. You asked me to bring in a song. Well, this is it, much different, Brother Matt, mm-hmm. than Wall of Flowers. You know what I asked for? Actually, I said, maybe uh, if you want, have a couple of bass lines ready. Oh, okay. And then I showed up to the first day of prac, and you said, hey, I got this whole tune. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. great. This is awesome. <laughs> I have a weird thing on you that. You surprised me. No, I have a weird thing on that. Loved it. Maybe I told you about this, but uh, kind of linked to the first opera, but... Nick Reinhardt from Terramelos wanted to know about Nels Klein, the guy on First Opera. Kind of like you, Mr. Shimmy. So when yeah. I said, you want to know him, play with him. So we set up this proj with Greg uh, Sonnier, dear hoof. And uh, I wrote eight songs. And when the guy did an interview, he, that's what he called him, his bass lines. Mm. Rough. He wouldn't call them songs. Rough. There's no verses, there's no chords, no intros, outros, no bridges. You know, it's bass lines. Brutal. And you know, they, they, they were built with bass lines. Uh-huh. I will agree. They're built with bass lines. Yeah. <laughs> but but more. It's funny when a guitar player, if he brings in a song, oh, thanks for that guitar line. <laughs> or a piano player comes in, thanks for those, uh, those, you know, uh-huh. those chords. Okay. But the fully fleshed out piece... That's what was a that was a really nice surprise. So you thought that's what I was going to do was just bring in here's a riff. 
Just if forward. yeah, if we went into improv and maybe it was a way to direct the improv in my in my mind, something like, like that. A motif. Yeah, yeah, like just a little motif. Yeah, but you had a whole thing ready, and that was yeah, really that was song. awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, because I kind of thought that's what you wanted was a song. Whatever. Um, licks. I think I brought in some licks. I had some licks just in case because I remember that was one of the problems of the first record. I I felt a debt. Like, I got to bring something here, and I'm uh, too afraid. So I did have some prepared. But for this, yank it out. I, I gave it a title. I have to start with titles of mine. And then I used it as a device for the tag. Bum, bum, bum. Yank it out. <laughs> a, a mnemonic device, right? And uh, I remember showing Jim Keltner. Mike was playing along, and he was learning as I was showing it to him. And I asked him, uh, well, what do you think of this part here? And he goes, you know, Mike, whatever you play makes me feel good. Yeah, nice. It's very beautiful. <laughs> very beautiful. Uh, it's the first time I played that bass since that first Stooges gig mm -hmm. at, at Coachella in 2003. That was the blue one. Yeah, bluey. I brought her back, and I put in a new pickup. Actually, really old style. New, <laughs> new old style. And... That's another great thing. When I brought that thing in, Jim Keltner said, you know, if I play bass, Mike, I play one like that. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a great cat to be yeah. with. Yeah, so beautiful. You know, there's so much jock thing sometimes or whatever, chip on the shoulder. Is that the bass BT work done for you? That's right. Cool. Pedro guy. Mm. Right. He went to school with Yeah, yeah, great dude. Oh, nice. Yeah. Beautiful Brian, he did great Brian Tominaga. Yeah. Great, great work. Sister really knows music. His sister's big time. I think the Quincy Jones and shit. Yeah, yeah. She she did the gigs for Obama in the White House. Oh, That's wow. Right. <laughs> all right. Yeah. She got all the security clearance. and. <laughs> you know what, Brother Matt? I think it's time to bring on. Whoa. And we, and we haven't done this in a long time. Yeah. Jam in real time with our fucking guest. Exciting. Right? <laughs>
How about that? Brother Matt. <laughs> you yeah, yeah. did it. <laughs> Brother Matt versus Machine. Brother Matt, what, what made you do what you did to us this I just didn't want to screw up too bad. Just trying to lay something down for the master to work. Right on, Mike. Yeah, much respect for bringing back the live jam world of the spin cycle here at the Love Grotto, Watt for Pedro. People, yeah, much respect. Saying to the second hour, November 17, 2022 edition, Watt Pedro Show special guest, Mike Begetta, Brother Rudy. Yeah. Matt, hold tight for our three. Yeah. <laughs> November 17, 2022. It's the third hour of the Watch for Pedro show.
Watt for Pedro Show. Start off third hour. Baguetta, Keltner, Watt with Fearmongers from the new album, Every When We Go. Then we had the Medicine Singers doing Sunrise. This is the Rumble version of Sunrise. And uh, Sunrise, ask Cooper Band copy copy of that. That was an old, I think it was a fucking one of them musical Broadway things. And then Baguetta, Keltner, Watt with Measure of a Life intro. So I should have put that with fucking Measure of a Life. What a dumb fuck. <laughs> it's a, I think build I went suspense. in order, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So you, you build the suspense. Out, yeah, it's all right. Make them wait for it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck them up. Yeah. You never trust labels again. One, here's another big diff between the MSV band and the Keltner, Begetta Watt. You write bass lines for me in MSSV. Yeah, I start with them. Yeah. Be yeah. well, like that thing and you were that, saying that, before. That does not happen in this, this right. band. Right. Ah. Yeah, right. He, he totally relied on the three cats coming together. Uh-huh. MSV is more Mike Begetta vision. Mm-hmm. I mean, where I, I, I didn't even have D Boone write me bass lines. Uh-huh. I've never had a guy. If I helped another dude out, I usually learned the bass parts from the dead dude mm-hmm. or the dude that was gone. Uh-huh. I never had somebody write for me. Neat. First time in, yeah, four years. kind of years exciting way to years. work, huh? Something yeah, totally new. <laughs> well, he, it's, <laughs> it's the idea from you, though, like you said in the last hour or whatever, yeah. you know, oh, bring in some bass lines, and the guy doesn't call them tunes, he calls them bass lines. Yeah. And we, I remember us talking about this in the boat, like, why can't you start the whole song from the bass? Why does it have to start with the chords? Why does it have to start with the melody? And I realized I hadn't been doing that. And, you know, he, when to hear you play on the bass is such a specific sound that it's really inspiring for me to think what would I want to hear come out of that sound mm. and to make the whole song from the ground up is the way that I write that. But it comes from the idea of us talking about it. You and know? I think this this idea of trying to give the project an identity. Yeah, yeah. Why not build it? Why that? not? Yeah, it's a but different more thing. more than that, you know what he does? He puts bass notes in a, a pad. He don't play fake uh, bass on a uh. guitar. It sounds stupid to me. So he puts the sounds in a, in a percussion trip. And oh, like that. Oh, oh. I will So there's well, another layer of... MPC a, thing. Of, uh, Just to make the demos. The I don't ever want it to sound like that. He's a bass player. Yeah, yeah. Right on. All the geezer butlers. He knows all the geezer butlers. Right on. <laughs> it's a good place to go. Actually, one time, he got to jam a D-Boom. Oh, nice. Yeah. Wow. But, Tell him about it. Yeah. I was about 15 years old. Maybe so was 14. <laughs> And he, he says, Rudy, I heard you play bass. I go, I, I play a little bit. Uh-huh. And I, I didn't. I was like Mike. I didn't even know how to tune it. Right. But he came over to the house one day in the garage, and we started playing a, a few of the. Uh, all I could remember was Creedence Clearwater. Road. Oh yeah. We played some of that stuff. Great. And that was. Only if you were fifteen, I was probably fourteen or fifteen. Okay. When we were fifteen. I remember, you know, Temple Bethel? Yeah. Right. Mark Weiswasser's brother, Richie Weiswasser, was having his bar mitzvah. We played this day. Yeah. 15 years old, <laughs> there's a picture of me on the hoop page in a wide shirt, big old afro, wooden button. <laughs> no puka shells, though. <laughs> and, and no, I remember the chow. They had tables laid out the best chow. But we were making such a racket, you know, trying these kiss c- copies and shit. That they shut the sliding glass hatch, so we should just look at them. You know, you got to park the oh, drill sure, bucket man. under there. Me too, though, man, because that chow was, 
And when they let us out, it all goes. What a tease! Dude, singing stuff. It was a trip to be part of. I'm going to get to be next month. Perks Boy Eden's going to have his. Oh. So, fifteen years going to be fifty years because I'm going to be sixty five. Oh, neat. So. 50 years later, uh-huh. you should do a bar mitzvah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's where I was. So d must have jammed with you right around that time. Well, yeah, but it was weird because I knew, you just know when somebody's going to be something, right? Mm. And I had the fear of getting on stage and playing this bass in front of people. Yeah. So... I still have that now. <laughs> I, oh, <laughs> Every time I play. And I think I finally got over it. Uh, playing with my son. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's really there, cool. Right? You know, Nick was just... Yeah, yeah. Mark yeah. Palacios and his boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Together. Well, you know, my dad plays guitar, too. That's where I started playing guitar. I just... You, you Hieronymus Bosch, his daddy, uh-huh. his granddaddy was painters. I mean, why uh-huh. not? Yeah. Look, I'm going to play yeah. another song from the new album.
from Pedro Show, last music for this edition. Start off that chunk with Measure of a Life. So I did have it in the right place, but just had spiel in between. Okay. That's good. Make them wait. Okay, fuck. <laughs> See, I get in the way of myself every time, brother. Uh, measure of Life, yeah. And what is a Measure of Life? Is Man enough, get on stage and grow in a pair, right, brother Rudy? Well, was under the Sun is what he called it, because it was two daddies. S-O-N. Yeah. Under the Sun. S-O-N. Oh, I like that, yeah. <laughs> then we had, uh, this is Tolum. He's in Sicily with the Sicilian Improvisers Orchestra, and they've been together 10 years, but finally put out a recording. This is part two of two, Omnia Leomatic. And then finally, Baguette Keltner Watt with Every When We Go, Slight Return for Jimmy. A little tribute. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I think that's a big difference, too. So if people are confused because two of the three guys are in both projects, give it a listen, people. They are different things. Um, I know from being there, but I think you can get it from hearing, too. Hopefully. And I'm very honored and proud to be part of both of them. Like, we got the, the second MSV done. It's in the box, ready to go, but we're going to wait. It'll be kind of a promo for the tour we're going to do. Because mm. my fucked up knee, we're mm. going to make sure next fall. 
Yeah. I think it's a good way to... I think people think it's backwards, but like when we do the tour, I have new music ready to go so that we get to practice it every night in front of people. Yeah. And then at the end of the tour, then you make the record. Yeah. yeah. And then you hang up, you know, you make sure it's cool, make sure it sounds good, get it together. You don't have to rush anything. Yeah. And then for the next tour, put the record out, you do those songs, and then you have a new batch of record, mm-hmm. uh, new batch of songs done. You do those every night on the tour to practice them. You record them at the end. Yeah, you're working them. You're all tight. It makes Perfect. so much yeah, sense to me. I, <laughs> right. People do it backwards all the time. Because yeah. it's like a gig in front of the mic. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's really a good strategy. Yeah, we played 48 shows in a row, and then yeah. day 49 and 50, we made the record. We breezed through the whole there thing was in one day. day. Off. Mm. It was like the next night on And they evolved so much from what they were originally, which oh, is exactly too. what uh, I want. You oh, know? my God. And, and even the, the stuff that we recorded, the seven inches, because that was kind of the stuff that wasn't the album. Mm. It was the stuff we did for yeah. the set of the inches mm. while we were at home during the situation. Uh. But they, they evolved. Mm. Playing yeah. in front of people. I mean, yeah. you got to do the other prac, mm. but the real prac is playing. No substitute. So is that your typical way of doing it, like 49 shows in a row? Or not, it- not that many, but <laughs> <laughs> but doing the music and then recording it, I learned that a long time ago just from being, I'd, being in other people's little bands when I was in New York and stuff, and they'd write all this music, you'd get together, you'd practice it a bunch, you'd record the album in like two days, it would sound good. Eight months later, you'd do like two weeks of gigs, mm. And I remember every time thinking at the end of those two weeks, I was like, man, this stuff sounds so much better now than the mm-hmm. record. We should have recorded it now. So I just started doing that. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know. Now, uh, tell us a little more about the Ava thing, because there's some releases coming out of that, right? You guys uh, single, hopefully, yeah. We did, uh, yeah, Ava Mendoza, a uh, right. great, amazing She's been musician. been a couple of times. Okay, perfect, yeah. I think the first time you guys played was Stooges Funhouse. It was the encore, the, the last Wall of Flowers gig we did. Yep, that was the first time we played together yeah. on the encore. She got her to open up, and then, hey, come play with, you know... People three, say three chords, Ramones, mm. like Stooges, one. <laughs> Beat that. You just get soft and <laughs> <laughs> That chord yeah. stuff. Yeah, there's a video of that. Somebody put it up on, on YouTube. That's right. That's yeah. right. And, th- and then you guys got invited to do this gigs well we had a recording actually there was this recording project that invited mssv to do it it's this thing in new york called least of all it's kind of an interesting thing they sell a bunch of like ideas of a record (laughs) online to people so they'll buy like oh i want to have this thing and it's a seven inch they lathe cut it in real time while you play and they only make one for everybody who orders it so usually i think it's like singer songwriter kind of thing they'll have they'll have a song and then if 10 people buy the record, you've got to record it 10 different times. And each person only gets that one. There's no, they don't keep them anywhere, right? So I was like, well, they asked us to do it. And I was like, it's not going to work time-wise for MSSV on tour. So maybe something else. So then Ava and I had been talking about doing something together. And I told this uh, company, how would you feel if we did 30 different improvisations? People buy each one. And we only cut it once on a record. And then you send them the record. So that's what we did. So we did, again, we did five, I think we did five gigs. And then we made 37 <laughs> inches. We just played like for three and a half hours straight. It was totally like mind, mind twist. <laughs> well, this thing we played in the second hour, that was live outside. That was one of the gigs. That was the gig we did for um, uh, Arts for Art yeah. uh, Vision Festival in New York. That was an outside gig. So that was an hour-long thing. That's also on YouTube if people want to watch that. Um, I think that's where I plucked it from. Yeah, that's cool. You grabbed the audio. Because the records we made... I thought there was going to be a way we could kind of finagle something, but at the end of the day, they just make them and they send them out, so we'll never hear them. 
you know. Went to that dude's pad Unless, well, I thought, you know, we played a lot of them straight through, and I thought, you know, maybe someday these 30 people will get together, and if they play them right in a row from 1 to 30, <laughs> right, right. you'll get the full experience <laughs> again. Big state. But we're going to do some, some more stuff in the future, so there'll be real, okay. real things coming. Mike. Can't wait to play with you again. Thanks Likewise. So much for coming aboard. Yeah, Rudy. great. Yeah. Great having Brother you Matt, here. Thank you so much. Pleasure. Pleasure. <laughs> People, November 17, 2022, dish what Peter shall keep your powder dry. Yeah.